This is Generation Justice, a multimedia movement that trains youth to harness the power of media for social change. I'm George Luna Peña. And I'm Pilar Monfaletto. At Generation Justice, we believe in empowering youth and in building pathways to youth leadership. Tonight, we're talking about something that does both, theater. We'll be hearing from youth leaders and actors Antonio Granillo and Michelle Perez of Working Classroom. As well as Ryan Pennington, a UNM student who's worked for, ye- for years with the Cardboard Playhouse Theater Company. All of these young actors will share their acting careers with us tonight and how theater has shaped their lives and empowered them. We will also be joined by Ceci Valesco talking about Healthy Workforce ABQ. But before all that, let's start off with some music. Here's James Dean by the Eagles. Working Classroom is an award-winning arts and education program promoting the creative, academic, and leadership potential of talented young artists from historically ignored communities right here in Albuquerque. Two young leaders who've been involved with Working Classroom for years are high school freshman Michelle Perez and UNM student Antonio Granillo. Both Michelle and Antonio have participated in stage productions, workshops, and community events through Working Classroom. Now, here's our very own theater buff, Generation Justice fellow Polly Dinetclaw, with Michelle Perez and Antonio Granillo. Hello, my name is Polly Dinetclaw, Senior Fellow for Generation Justice, and I'm joined by Antonio Granillo and Michelle Perez. Welcome to Generation Justice. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Can you tell us about yourselves? Okay, so hello, my name is Michelle Perez. I am 14 years old. I am going into high school at Trisco Heritage Academy, and I've been at Working Classroom for four or five years now. I've been acting for as long as I've been at Working Classroom. Uh, My name is Antonio Granillo, and I've been a part of Working Classroom for, I believe, six years now. And I've been acting um, a little before then. Um, I did acting in in middle school. I went to the Public Academy for Performing Arts. So I did theater there as well. Thank you both. I was also very involved in theater from sixth grade all the way until I was a senior in high school. And so I have a profound appreciation for acting and for theater. Um, And so I want to thank you both for coming to Generation Justice and coming to talk with us about Working Classroom. Can you please explain to us what Working Classroom is and a bit of its history? Uh, So Working Classroom is a nonprofit arts organization here in Albuquerque. And it was started uh, as part of a... Uh, group with um, of middle school students at uh, Washington Middle School, and they wrote books for children in uh, Central America who didn't have access to to books. And from that is what uh, is now Working Classroom, which is this organization that offers theater and visual art classes to students, um, usually from sixth grade to 12th grade 
for example, me and Michelle, we get to work together uh, as actors. We use our art to develop our skills as actors, but we also use our art through a lens of social justice. So we focus on theater that talks about certain issues that are affecting us, um, especially immigration, educational inequity, which is a project we're working on now. Adding more to the things that uh, we work on, um, like the education and inequity, uh, immigration, and we also participate in uh, city um, parades like the Pride Parade and the um, Day of the Dead Parade, the Marigold Parade, that's what it's called. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, uh, both of you. You both briefly mentioned this, but can you talk a little bit more about what makes Working Classroom different than other theater groups? One thing that I find really interesting from Working Classroom is that students uh, don't have to pay a lot to take a class. I remember one time being told by um, a guest instructor that we had how she was paid like $60 an hour just so that way somebody could practice voice exercises. Yet we, as um, youth, we had to pay only $10 to take the class, which was two weeks long. I found it crazy that it's not that much like I can afford to go to working classroom and take a bunch of classes every year. And it's also the experiences we get, not just learning in the class, but also spending time with everybody else and being with the diverse group of people that there are. For me, when I came to Working Classroom, which was um, my freshman year of high school, I had been going to school uh, out of my district my whole life because, unfortunately, uh, our public education system is not equal, especially in our city. So as a result, I think I lost a connection with um, with my culture and with um, the Spanish language, which my family speaks. And when I came to working classroom, I remember the first day, you know, people were walking down the hall and there were kids my age speaking Spanish. And I hadn't, I hadn't seen that for so long that, um, that it was really powerful. So that's one of the very first things is that working classroom uh, is very diverse. So we have students from all over the city of Albuquerque, even smaller communities around Albuquerque, and people from from different backgrounds. And so, first of all, that is 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 very different with working classroom. And then, secondly, um, what's different is that at working classroom, we're taught the techniques in theater and in art, but in addition to that, we're taught how can we use those techniques to talk about issues that are affecting us or affecting people that we know? Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, I really appreciate it. How has Working Classroom given you the opportunity to learn about different social justice issues? Uh, for I'll talk about the issue of immigration. In school, we're taught um, very black and white the issues of immigration, that it's legal and illegal, and there's nothing in between. Um, so working classroom, I was able to think more critically about immigration and how we need to look at it in the larger context of, you know, how is our country affecting immigration? How are other governments forcing people to immigrate? Um, and that it's not 
it's not criminal to immigrate. So it's learning about those issues, but learning about it in a very comfortable and a very fun setting because we're talking about these issues, but at the same time, we're playing theater games. And so I think it's easier for people to understand and to, and to talk about the issues when it's presented through art. Like in school, they only teach you the black and white. Oh, this is illegal. This is not. I'm pretty sure that if I didn't go to working classroom and if I had no idea about working classroom or anything like this, I probably would have no idea what inequity there is in the educational system. I wouldn't know about like child abuse. I wouldn't know about any of this stuff. If it weren't for me, like joining working classroom and like putting all these serious topics into like little games that we can play, I wouldn't have thought more of it and I wouldn't have asked more questions. Just because of the things that we talk about, like they, they tell us, oh, go do research or go read an article along with uh, finding something to like incorporate it with art. If we weren't told, go do that research, I wouldn't have any idea what's going on in the world, honestly. <laughs> Thank you both so much. Um, and just really talking about how working classroom gives you a space to learn about these issues in an artistic setting and really making that connection between art and social justice, which I think is so beautiful. Uh, so thank you for sharing that with me. Overall, can you just tell me about how theater, how being a part of theater has impacted your lives? Theater has allowed me to express my emotions. It's where I feel I'm most vulnerable and where I'm most honest and genuine because when we're at work or we're at school, there's certain rules that we have to follow. And when we're in the theater, we can be free. We can, we can act on our impulses. And I think for me, that's, that's given me a relief uh, to be in the theater and to feel that. For me, uh, theater in general, it's just a thing I like to do. Um, I always like just going into onto the stage or into the black box theater and just going crazy with it, I guess. Doing what the, whatever it is that we're going to do, planning what the next show is going to be, just talking about future projects. It's just where I belong, I guess. It's just where I feel most comfortable. I completely agree with both of you. Like, I love theater and I love acting so much. And I think the thing that I really liked about it was being able to, like, explore another person by becoming basically another person mm -hmm. and being able to create a character and being able to, like, see outside of yourself. And I think being in theater it just gave me like a creative outlet and a place where I could be like super awkward and weird and and being able to be with a whole nother group of people who get that and like understand that and are also like super just like interesting people and love doing the same things that I do um, I think was really great for me what does the theater represent in your lives it lets you get under a new skin, feel the emotions that that character or in 
in this case, that person, because this character is a person. Someone out there relates to this character, and this character relates to that person. So you're learning more about、uh, what type of people there actually are out there. And theater is just a new way for me to express myself. I say new because there's always new ways to like change and、uh, do different things. It opens your eyes to a whole bunch of new things. Theater represents my my voice because it's where physically, whenever we have vocal workshops, we learn about、uh, how to project, how to how to change our voice, how to、um, how to feel comfortable expressing your opinions,、uh, speaking in front of people, and so that experience in the theater has given me. The ability to express my opinion more freely, and also to be more creative in other things that I do, because we're so creative in the theater. Then that builds onto、um, something, a project that I'm working on at work, and then I say, okay, let's be creative about it. Let's let's experiment. Let's try it out. So, I think theater is that door. To being more creative and to wanting to experiment, and like you said about being able to embody someone else, I think theater builds someone's empathy towards、um, different people. Thank you for that, Michelle Antonio. Thank you both. What is one message you have to other youth who want to become actors, and how can they get started? I think that if you Want to get involved in the theater? It's very easy. The theater is one of the most welcoming places. If there's a theater at your school, if you happen to know a drama teacher or maybe one of your friends is involved,、um, just ask. Say, you know, is there anything that I can do? Working classroom always has classes、um, in the fall and the spring, and then in the summer we we bring in guest artists to teach. So, if you if you want to. Get involved with working classroom. You can go to、um, its website, which is workingclassroom.org, and that's where they'll set up their、uh, schedule. If there's some class that you're interested in, if you have questions about theater, just ask anybody you actually do know. Don't don't be afraid to go out and ask. And also, I would say start small, but like. As you like, start start off like branch out into other things, so that way you can find what it is that you like in theater. And is there anything else either of you would like to add about the theater、um, or working classroom? Once an actor, always an actor. <laughs>、mm-hmm. I think that、uh, working classroom is a is a beautiful place, and I think that even if you if you aren't an actor, maybe. If you enjoy the arts, you you love to watch theater, or maybe you're a visual artist. If you are really interested in arts, but you also、um, really love your math and your science or your English, working classroom helps a lot with students' academics. There really is a place for everyone at working classroom. Everybody's welcome. Come in. Don't be afraid. We don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to thank you both, Antonio and Michelle, for coming in and sharing with us about Working Classroom and what it's all about, and sharing your enthusiasm and passion for theater and for acting. 
Um, and this is such a beautiful program, being able to not only express yourself artistically, but being able to talk about different social justice issues and being able to learn and grow and think critically about the world. I think that's so beautiful. It's such a great intertwining of the arts and social justice. So I want to thank you both for coming in to Generation Justice and talking with us about this. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> for Generation Justice, I'm Polly Dineclaw. Thank you, Michelle and Antonio. I've been doing theater for a big portion of my life, and I agree that it is one of the most liberating experiences. Theater communicates a message that can be seen, heard, and felt. And watching or being in a show is just such a personal and intimate experience. Working Classroom is just another example of how many different types of theater there are. And no matter what type of theater you do, it is always empowering. And I really appreciate how y'all shared that Working Classroom teaches you about social issues, immigration, education equity. Uh, and Antonio and Michelle, you two are, I think, perfect examples of, of young leaders that Working Classroom is helping to give rise to. Thanks for spending some time with us. Now some more music. Here's the right profile by The Clash. Ryan Pennington is an incoming freshman at the University of New Mexico who's majoring in biochemical engineering. Ryan has also been acting for almost a decade. He's been in over 40 productions in New Mexico since the age of 11. Most recently, Ryan wrapped up the production of High School Musical Junior at the South Broadway Cultural Center, where he played Troy Bolton. Some of his favorite roles have been the Cowardly Lion, Bilbo Baggins, and Arab, a character he played in West Side Story. Let's learn more about Ryan and how theater has impacted his life. Here's Generation Justice intern Quetz Mexica, who recently sat down with him. I'm Quetz Pauline Mexica, an intern with Generation Justice, and I'm here with Ryan Pennington. Ryan, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Ryan Pennington. I'm 18, and I'm currently going to UNM. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so would you like to share the story of when you first started acting? Well, I first started acting in... I believe it was 2009. I was going into my sixth grade year of school, and I had seen an advertisement in the venue for auditions for Beauty and the Beast with uh, Cardboard Playhouse Theater Company. And uh, it was my first audition. It was the first show that I had ever done outside of any school performance. And I was very, very excited, but I was also very, very nervous. And uh, I ended up getting a featured part in the show, I was uh, the character who owned the asylum. Um, I think his name was Monsieur Dark, which is a very fitting name. And um, from then on, I've been doing acting ever since. So when did you realize that acting is what you wanted to do? Well, I've always been uh, very in tune with uh, my dramatic side, I would say. I, I very much enjoy doing impressions of different characters from various films or TV shows or musicals and such. And um, 
very early on, I would perform for my family and do these different skits based on other characters that you know I had seen in films like, say, Gollum from the Lord of the Rings or characters from Pirates of the Caribbean, things like that. And I think when I finally started realizing that I wanted to do acting was definitely when I started working with Cardboard Playhouse on Beauty and the Beast. It just was very, very freeing for me, and I decided why not do this for a very long time if if I can. Yeah, I really understand that. That, like, inkling that children have to perform in front of their parents and how that, like, progresses over time into something that you decide that that's what you want to do with the rest of your life because yeah. it makes you happy. exactly, yeah. yes. So why have you chosen acting as a way to express yourself? Well, I think part of it is that in acting, you can be anything that you want. You can be a different character. You can be an animal. You could be, you know, a Broadway superstar, basically. You can inhabit this type of character that you could never have dreamed of, you know, if you were just... uh, being yourself. I think being yourself is very important, of course, but being someone other than yourself can lead you to believe that you can do anything. And that's why I I feel like acting is a wonderful, wonderful avenue to expressing yourself. So how has it helped you personally grow and understand who you are? Well, I think acting, for me at least, helped me to come out of my shell and be more sociable and outgoing than I used to be. Of course, I would perform for my family, you know, doing the skits and impressions. But outside of that, I was very shy and I was uh, a very closed-off kid. I did not enjoy being around other kids very often. I didn't have very many friends when I was very young. And acting um, allowed me to find new friends and people who were very much like me and came from very similar um, backgrounds as I was. And also it, it brought me many different friends that, you know, I could never actually think of having. And I think that acting as a whole has made me a more open person to new ideas and new friends and new experiences. Yeah, I totally agree with that, that like acting helps you open up and find your voice. And that's how I found my voice to come here at Generation Justice. That's what I started at. And I was also really, really shy and I didn't ever want to be in the spotlight. But through years of acting and learning that I had a voice and I could say important things, that really opened me up to the idea of like coming into Generation Justice and talking about these important things. So, That's really cool. So how is acting liberating for you? I think acting is very liberating for me because through a show, um, I can express so many different emotions. And I can try to make an audience feel these emotions along with me. I think that's really important. For example, in, in West Side Story, I got to play one of the uh, the Jets. I was playing A-Rabbit, um, Albuquerque Little Theater, and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And every night after um, the whole show had nearly ended, 
when Tony gets shot by Chino at the very end, I wanted to make the audience feel what my character felt. I felt like Arab was losing a mentor, losing a good friend, and losing much of the reason why he even joined the Jets, because Tony was probably there for him when he when he joined, and I wanted to try to reach into sadness and despair and just try to instill that in the audience. And I think a lot of people who left each night felt, you know, the pain that all the characters that went on stage felt when when the principals died. It was really, really heart-wrenching, I, I feel, but it was very, very rewarding as well, and I really enjoyed it. I think the gist of it is that I find acting free because it allows me to express myself and try to, you know, allow people to have some sort of emotional reaction, and I think that's really important. Yeah, like theater isn't just like someone watching a production. It's mm-hmm. the actors evoking an emotion yeah. out of the audience. What is your message to youth who want to become actors? I think that my message for youth that want to become actors is don't be afraid to look stupid. For youth actors, you need to learn how to just be free to do the stupidest, the silliest things that is where the best performances can come from, from just being as silly as you possibly can or doing things that you wouldn't normally do. Just try to be the character and try to be look in their shoes. It's not you who's performing per se. I mean, you're trying to be a different person, so you can be as silly as you possibly want to be. For example, if you're playing the cowardly lion, just be as outrageously sad and scared as you can be, and that's where the best performances come from. Another thing that I would say to youth um, who want to do theater is that you have to work very, very hard. Theater is a difficult community to become a part of. Once you are part of it, you can stay in it forever, but... You have to work very hard to open yourself up and to have the drive to actually be an actor or an actress. Yeah, and I agree with you that uh, theater is a very liberating environment where you could be as silly as you possibly can and you can act as wild as you want to and everyone is applauding you because that's what makes a good actor. So Exactly, yes. Do you think you'd be who you are today if it were not for theater, if you never went into theater? I really don't think that I would be who I am today without theater. It has opened me up in so many different ways, and uh, I've had so many opportunities to grow and and to learn about my community through theater. And I really feel like if I had not done theater, that I would be a very awkward, shy kid. I mean, I'm still awkward. But I feel like I would be even more so. I I feel like it's allowed me to forget about how uh, different I can be and just embrace what makes me unique from other people. And I think that's a wonderful feeling.
That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, one thing that I would like to add is that I really feel like theater can change a person and can open them up to so many different opportunities and to different friend groups that you never imagine you can have. There is a sort of theater family here in Albuquerque, and I hope that many, many other people will branch out and try to become a member of this new budding community that is here in Albuquerque. It's really a very welcoming feeling to feel like you have a second home, and I I feel like the theater can be that second home for me. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm Quetzbalin Mexica with Generation Justice. As Ryan said, musical theater is very hard work, but it's so rewarding once you've established yourself. I've heard many personal stories similar to Ryan's, and he became when he became more comfortable in his social life because theater made him feel like being different wasn't a shameful thing. Theater's a great way for people to open up in their own social atmospheres. I couldn't agree more, Pilar. Theater is definitely a space for reflection, self-discovery, transformation, and empowerment. Now let's listen to some more music. Here's City Lights by Lou Reed. Don't see city lights Light these streets of lights Mount these crazy nights Bring us together Any rainy day You can dance your pleasing and wait Don't these city lights together. 43% of workers in the city of Albuquerque do not have access to earned sick days, but an upcoming ballot initiative in the city could change that for almost 110,000 workers. The ballot initiative is called Healthy Workforce ABQ. To learn more, here's my co-host Pilar Monfaleto with Ceci Velasco, the Civic Engagement Coordinator for Strong Families New Mexico. Thank you, George. I'm here with Ceci Velasco to talk about Healthy Workforce ABQ. Ceci, what is Healthy Workforce ABQ exactly? The Healthy Workforce ABQ is a ballot initiative that will ensure every working person in Albuquerque has access to paid sick days. Workers will have the opportunity to earn one hour of paid sick time for every 30 hours they work. Employees at large businesses, those with 40 or more workers, could use up to seven days for the year, and employees at small businesses could use up to five days um, if they're sick for the year. Um, There's strong support across the board for this campaign from hardworking families, business owners, local elected officials. And it's led by OLE, Organizers in the Land of Enchantment, along with SWAP, El Centro de Igualdad y Derechos, New Mexico Center on Law and Poverty, Early Educators United, and Strong Families New Mexico, the organization that I work with. Well, that's really awesome that you have so much support from organizations, but also from just citizens that um, need this service. So that's really, really cool. And um, what is a ballot initiative? So that's a good question. So basically, it's anything that um, you'll see on the ballot that you can vote on, um, along with um, candidates such as president, senators, representative. um, And in order to get anything like this on the ballot, you have to collect thousands of signatures. 
How many signatures did you collect? So um, in order to put this on the ballot, we had to collect 14,218, but we definitely wanted to collect more than that to, um, to account for all those that might not be valid. And um, in 60 days, we collected between 26 and 28,000 signatures. Wow. So you did, that is awesome. You did a lot of work and that's really impressive. And um, why is Healthy Workforce ABQ so important? Um, so I think this is a really exciting and important initiative that will have a huge impact. Uh, without paid sick days, uh, workers are forced to choose between going to work sick or losing critical wages and sometimes even losing their job in some instances. Um, this is a reality for over 107,000 workers in Albuquerque who lack access to earn paid sick days. So this is something we want to change so that um, more hardworking families can build financially secure lives and um, it could help bus businesses thrive. Um, something that makes this ballot initiative really unique is that it's one of the most progressive paid sick leave policies in the country. It includes a broad family definition, which means that uh, workers can use the sick time they've accrued for themselves if they're sick or for um, a loved one that can be a child, um, a spouse, grandparent, a parent, or even a domestic partner. Um, and also uh, it could be used in cases of domestic violence, sexual assault, or, um, or stalking. Um, and so uh, we feel that this allows workers um, to get the medical help that they need, whatever the situation may be. And That's really amazing that it's just such a broad um, program that really includes every scenario that could happen to need a sick day. And that's really amazing. And I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I never think about sick days until I... I'm at my job and I'm sick and I need time off. So that's just really awesome that you guys are coming up with something like this. Um, so how can more people um, learn about this or get more involved? Um, so we just finished collecting the signatures we need to put this on the November ballot. The next step is for city council. Um, for this proposal to go before the city council. Um, and they can decide to put this on the November ballot or they can delay it to a future election. So our goal is for people to vote for it this November and we need your support. We need everyone's support to make this happen. Uh, folks can call their city councilors. They can write them a letter um, asking them to put the Healthy Workforce Initiative on this November's ballot. Elected officials care about what you have to say, and a call is really easy, it's quick, simple, takes two minutes, and it will make a huge difference. Um, also, uh, folks can attend the city council meeting on August 1st um, to support this initiative. We want to pack the room to send a strong and clear message of support. Um, and to learn more, uh, people can um, like the Healthy Workforce ABQ Facebook page uh, to stay updated on the campaign's progress. And you can also like the Strong Families New Mexico Facebook page to learn more about the work that we're doing across the state. Uh, that's great that there are so many different ways to uh, learn more and get involved. That's amazing. And I just want to thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. And now for our next song, it's called Bros by Wolf Alice.
Welcome back to Generation Justice, where we've been talking about empowering young people through theater and have discussed the Healthy Workforce ABQ Ballot Initiative. Now let's take some time to check out what's going on around town with our community calendar. What's up first, Bilar? Well, George, all of our guests tonight have talked about expressing themselves and communicating with an audience. You're right. That's one of the best parts of theater. I agree. And this first event is all about communication. The Albuquerque Center for Peace and Justice is hoping an, is hosting an open non or nonviolent communication circle. That sounds really interesting. So tell me more. It's all about releasing habits. It's all about releasing habits of thinking that create inner and external conflict to create world to create peace in our world. It's a practice in deeper, more empathic listening and understanding. The circle is meant to create loving presence and awareness that facilitate healing. To learn more about it, you can call 505-881-4356. You know, George, we've been talking a lot about theater tonight. We'd be crazy not to mention upcoming theater events. (laughs) Luckily, I have one right here, Pilar. Play Conservatory, Inc. will present a production of the musical Children of Eden at the Highland, Highland Theater. Folks can catch the production on Wednesday, July 27th, beginning at 7 p.m., or Saturday, July 30th, starting at 9 p.m. This musical is the final product of a five-week summer theater program, and it's performed with a mix of choreography and sign language. That's right. Students of this theater program have been trained in all aspects of traditional theater, plus American Sign Language and nonviolent conflict resolution. For more information on this production of Children of Eden, please email jonathan at playconservatory.org. Our show is all about empowerment through theater. This next event is about empowerment and action. Women in Black is a worldwide community of women who oppose injustice, war, and all forms of violence. Women in Black organizes silent, nonviolent vigils that are open and welcome to all women who share the opposition of militarism and violence at the hands of the government. Here in Albuquerque, women can meet dressed in black for a silent vigil in front of the Dominici Federal Courthouse at 333 Lomas Boulevard Northwest on Thursday, July 28th from 12.30 p.m. to 1 p.m. For more information about Women in Black or this event, call 505-344-2186. The next event is also a celebration of empowerment and literature and culture. Ooh, this is one of my favorite books. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a, it's a reading and a book signing for Sandra Cisneros, author of the acclaimed novel A House on Mango Street. A House on Mango Street is the coming-of-age story set in Chicago in a Mexican-American family. The book signing and reading is a celebration of the ongoing exhibit named after the book at the National Hispanic Cultural Center. There will also be an evening with the author event following the book signing. For more information, visit the National Hispanic Cultural Center's website, nhccnm.org, or call 505-246-2261. A house on Mango Street is set within a community full of culture, just like our own here in Albuquerque. That brings us to our next event this evening. It's called Standing in Light and Love. And it's all about standing in love with our community. That's right, Bilad. Standing in Light and Love is a collaborative healing event from the Southwest Organizing Project, or SWAP, Generation Justice, and Raices Community Education of Traditional Medicine. We are in a critical time. Now more than ever, communities of diverse backgrounds need to come together to cope and heal. This can only happen by opening our hearts with recognition, respect, and honor of our common humanness. Standing in light and love is, rec- is recognition that our shared survival is interwoven. 
This hour-long space of prayer, meditation, and healing will be held on Friday, July 29th from 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. at Tigway Park, 1800 Mountain Road in Albuquerque. If you'd like more information about this special event, send an email to admin at generationjustice.org. If culture is what you're interested in, then look no further than Matunda Yeyesu and the South African Orion Duent. That's right. Matunda Yeyesu is a youth choir who performs uplifting African traditional gospel songs in five languages. They'll be joined on stage by the South African Orion Duet, which is made up of husband and wife recording team Lunjil and Nkazi Sindandeli. This night of culture, music, and dance is happening next Saturday, July 30th at 7 o'clock. It all goes down at Los Altos Christian Church, 1900 Haynes Avenue Northeast. For all the details, you can call 505-304-0392. Well, that's the end of tonight's community calendar. But not the end of the music tonight. You're right, George. Up next, we have a, we have the song Frank Sinatra by the band Cake. Time to end another great show. We'd like to thank Antonio Granillo and Michelle Perez from Working Classroom, as well as Ryan Pennington, actors extraordinaires. A huge shout out as well to Ceci Velasco for joining us to discuss the Healthy Workforce ABQ Ballot Initiative. We'd also like to thank our calendar hosts, us. What? This show was produced by Quetzpalin Mexica and Tamara Kalaki. Production assistance came from Roberta Rael, Kateri Zuni, Kenya Alonzo, and Polly Dineclaw. Kateri Zuni was also our masterful engineer for tonight. Woot woot. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe. We're also active on social media, so be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, and of course, all of you who've contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. I'm George Luna Peña. And I'm Pilar Monfaletto. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. We'll end tonight with some more music. Break a leg out there.